Welcome to Bible study at New Mercy Baptist Church. This is where you can dig into God's word to get understanding and application. As Pastor Grady always asks, what's the best thing in the world? Understanding. Bible study is a time for understanding how to apply what you've learned to your everyday life. On that note, if you have questions about tonight's teaching or questions about your own personal Bible study time, we encourage you to go to newmercybaptist.org, click on the contact us link and share your questions there. We will respond to as many questions as possible at the next Bible study session. We want you to grow in your foundation with God. In these times, it is important that you are rooted in your faith and not tossed about by life's circumstances. We encourage you to get in God's word, tune in, listen closely, take notes, and enjoy tonight's teaching. Good afternoon. Welcome to another Bible study. We are just so excited to be able to share God's word with you, and it's our prayer that you apply uh, the word to your everyday life. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we are just so thankful to come into your presence once again. And we do so with thanksgiving and joy in our hearts. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this Bible study. In fact, we need you. We depend on you. We trust you to provide what we need to continue our journey. And we ask in the name of Jesus that you take this word today and write it upon our hearts that we can become better doers. And we make sure we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise for it. It's in the master's name of Jesus to Christ we pray. All in agreement, say amen. Amen. Well, I think last week we uh, stopped at verse 7. But so that we can, as we normally do, can get the context of where we will pick up from then, from uh, from there. Uh, Let's begin today at verse 5. James said, we're in James chapter 4, verse 5. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. I really need to stop right there for a minute because we we had a question to come in in reference to to pride. Uh, And because... Today, the word pride today doesn't necessarily mean what it meant in the original uh, uh, language. Uh, sometimes we say today, I'm so proud of my child and, and, and I'm so proud of, of you and your accomplishments. That's not what this word means. This word pride and, and, and when we walk in, uh, in pride as it relates to scripture, uh, pride, listen to me good now. Pride is anything that we do independent of God. Oh, help me, somebody. Sometimes we can be so in ourselves and so sure of ourselves that we begin to act without even consulting God. And when we do that, we're operating in pride. One of my biggest challenges that I have in my journey, and maybe you are having the same challenge also, is I have a tendency to always think I'm right. Oh, come on, y'all. Amen. In fact, 
uh, today we, we can't even, those of us that are in Christ now, that's who I'm talking about. Those of us that are in Christ, we really can't sin without justifying in our own minds why we ought to do it that way. You, you see, anytime, somebody say anytime, anytime I make a decision from my spirit, it will always be right because my spirit uh, is who I really am and my spirit is connected to God. Amen. And anytime my spirit man, who I really am, will not sin. My spirit will always be obedient to God's word. The problem I have is in my soul, my mind, wills, and emotions. Uh, that, that's where the battleground is. See, the spirit wants, now that you've come to Christ, your spirit is where God wants us to make all of our decisions from. But before we came to Christ, we were accustomed and used to making decisions from my soul, what, what I thought about it, my mind, my, my will, what I wanted to do about it, and my emotions, how I felt about it. But now I've come to Christ. My spirit uh, was a babe, but my soul was full grown. So I am having to grow my spirit to the point that it begins to take control of the decisions that are made in my life. And whenever I make decisions based on my spirit or from my spirit, it will always be the right decision because it is in perfect harmony uh, with God. The spirit of the living God now resides in my spirit. Amen. And will not sin. But pride. Amen. Pr pride. And that's what James is talking about here. Pride can be the, the, so destructive because God says, I hate it. Amen. He, he, he says, I hate pride. So pride, as it relates to God's word, is independence from God. And he says in verse six, but he that, but he that giveth more grace, wherefore he says, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Oh, somebody else say, thank you, Lord, for grace. Amen. Grace is that unmerited favor that God gives me in spite of myself. Amen. Grace is what keeps me in fellowship with God. Because it's easy for my flesh to get out of fellowship, but, but grace keeps me covered. I thank God for grace. But he says, but he giveth grace unto the humble. I need to stop right there with humble because humility is actually the opposite of pride. Pride is making independent decisions from God. But humility of uh, uh, being humble is rightly submitted to God. Amen. And, and that's what James is talking about here. Uh, the difference between proud, being proud and humble. He giveth grace unto the humble. In other words, it's in my humility I'm willing to recognize that I'm wrong. Oh, come on, somebody. 
See, pride doesn't want to want me to admit when I'm wrong. Pride wants me to justify when I'm wrong. And that's why I have to keep God's word in the forefront of my mind because, as I said earlier, I always think I'm right. But see, this word, oh, I heard somebody say this, uh, Warren Wiersbe uh, said this uh, in one of his commentaries, that, that the word is like a window where we look out on others. But it's also, uh, as we study God's word, ought to become a mirror where I look at myself. Come on, y'all. And that's what I have to do on my journey. I have to keep this word. See, I can see what you do wrong. Come on. Amen. But it's difficult for me to see where I'm wrong. That's why I need the word because the word will show me uh, when I'm wrong. And as I said before, uh, uh, anytime, come on somebody, anytime my thinking conflicts with the word of God, I've made a decision today. I'm the one wrong. I am the one that needs to change because God says I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's not going to change based on my opinion or yours, by the way. Amen. Verse seven, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Oh, listen to what came first. See, first comes submission. Submission is voluntarily placing myself under someone else's authority. Oh, you need to hear me. It's voluntary placing myself in this instance under the authority of God and letting God run the show in spite of what I think, in spite of what I want to do. So he tells me, he gives me the remedy. When the devil's got his foot on my neck, he gives me the remedy for getting that foot off. First, I got to submit to God. That means bring my actions in line with God's word. Amen. And when I do that, God empowers me through his word to get the devil off my back. Listen, Satan, if you are in Christ Jesus, Satan just can't run rampant in your life. He just can't do anything he wants to do in, in your life. When you're rightly submitted to God, whatever Satan tries to do in your life, it has to be approved. Oh, somebody better hear me. It, it has to be approved by God. And God will not allow Satan to do anything or to tempt you beyond your ability to bear it, but will with the temptation provide you a way of escape. And that's how we grow spiritually in our faith through the resistance that God allows Satan to bring to us. Oh, that ought to help somebody. That, In fact, that might just set somebody free today, knowing that because you are in Christ, amen, you are under different management and, and, and the enemy just can't run ramp, rampant in, in your life anymore. There was a time when you didn't belong to Christ. Uh, Satan already had uh, the main play. Amen. He, he was already running the show. And when we came into Christ, we brought a, a lot of those fleshly desires into the body with us. That's why this salvation that we're talking about is a continual 
process as we grow in Christ. Amen. Because none of us, oh, you need to hear me, none of us are without sin. We still fall short. Sin uh, really means missing the mark. It, it gives the example of, of a bullseye. Amen. And you take the dart and, and hit the center of the bullseye, uh, of the uh, dart board, which is the bullseye. And anytime you miss the center of the, bull, of the dart board, you, uh, metaphorically speaking, you are sinning. Amen. And sometimes I, I thank God today that I'm better than I used to be. That was a time I didn't even hit the dartboard. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Amen. I, I didn't even hit the dartboard. But at least today I'm getting closer uh, to that bullseye. And, and we do that. I'm about to get ahead of myself in today's teaching through the spirit of repentance. Amen. But let us go on. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Then James goes on to say, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Well, the question is, how do we draw nigh to God? Amen. Well, let me share with you how you draw nigh to God. You draw nigh to God through worship. Uh, amen. Not just uh, singing to God, but when we walk in obedience to God's word, we are worshiping him. Amen. To, to draw nigh to God. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. You cannot draw nigh to God without spending time with God in his word. Amen. You see, Jesus is the word. And to draw nigh to God, we must spend time in his word. So the question is, how much time are you spending in God's word? The amount of time that you spend in God's word determines how you are drawing near uh, to him. Amen. And listen, all of us can do better. Amen. I, I, I don't want to... Uh, put a spirit of condemnation on you uh, because I know that's what the enemy will try to do, particularly for those of us who are uh, uh, babes in Christ, uh, because uh, you may not pick up your word as often or, or study God's word as often as I may do or some other uh, saints may do. Amen. But none of us spend the time in God's word that we need to spend in order to be all that God has for us to do. Amen. So he tells us, draw nigh to God. The other way I draw nigh to God is through prayer. Prayer is a two-way street. It's not just me uh, talking to God. Amen. It's me meditating, and I do that quite often through his word, and let him talk to me. That's when he begins to show me myself. Amen. When I get still and quiet. But, but some, of us don't, some of us don't want to hear what God has to say. So uh, while we're trying to study, we got the radio on, the TV on, and talking on the phone at the same time. Uh, so we won't hear because if you get still and quiet, I guarantee you, if you belong to Jesus Christ, you'll begin to hear his voice 
talk to you. And the thing about it, sometimes we don't want to hear uh, what he has to say. Amen. But I thank God he doesn't try to change everything that needs changing at, in me at one time. God is working on all of us. Oh, you better hear me. So anytime you hear somebody talking about uh, uh, God never convicts them, that may be an indication that they're not saved. Oh, you better hear me. Because all of us uh, that, that are saved, uh, none of us who are saved are where God would have us to be. Oh, and that's why we keep looking at others and what they're doing wrong. Because I can find, always find somebody that's doing worse uh, than I am, in my opinion. Come on, y'all. Amen. Because that makes me feel better about who I am in Christ when I see somebody uh, struggling in areas that I've overcome, not recognizing that there are many areas more that God is dealing with me on that needs to be changed in me. But he gives me a, a covenant promise. If I continue in his word, then I become his disciple, amen, and shall know the truth, and the truth uh, shall make me free. And, and I'm not talking about what I heard. I'm talking about what I know because he has set me free from a lot of the bondages in my past. Why? By applying, how? By applying God's word. Amen. In, in fact, let me just stop right here and just share with you. Uh, God delivered me from drugs. But I have a friend that was on drugs uh, along with me. And just by God's sovereignty, uh, delivered him. And I used to go to God, God, why won't you just take that desire from me just like you did uh, for him? Be careful what you ask God now, because he may just answer it. And he told me why he wouldn't just by his sovereignty deliver me from drugs. He said, I won't do it for you for two reasons. I didn't do it for you for two reasons. First, knowing you, you would have thought you delivered yourself. Oh, come on, y'all. And he told me, secondly, you would never have spent the time in my word to do what I've called you to do. Now, when, when he spoke to my spirit, I say, God knows me. Amen. Because for so many years, I had prided myself in, in my ability that, to overcome whatever uh, confronted me in, in life until I ran up on something that I could not stop on my own. But that's the vessel that God allowed to be used to make me cry out to him. And let me tell you, God is faithful. Amen. But in order for him to deliver me, he had to break me of that pride in order that I could humble myself to him. And when I did that, he began the journey of bringing me out. And I'm talking about to total deliverance. Amen. Amen. Verse 8 again, draw nigh to God. That's what I had to do. And he will draw nigh to you. That's what he did for me. And I'm here to tell you what he did for me, he'll do it for you. You see, because the God we serve is no respecter of persons. Amen. He says, cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Amen. And purify your hearts, ye double-minded. When he talks about cleanse your hands, he's talking about your actions. Amen. And when he talks about purify your heart, he's talking about your attitudes. <laughs> so, so when I bring my actions 
in line with God with the right attitude, he renews my mind. And until I do that, uh, it can cause me to be double-minded. That's what he says. That's what James is saying here. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Listen. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. You see, as... Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Before salvation, I enjoyed my sin. Come on. Amen. And now that I have accepted Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, I still sin, but guess what? I don't enjoy it anymore. Amen. I don't get the pleasure. How many of you know there are pleasures in sin for a season? But sooner or later that season is over and you left with the consequences of your actions. Amen. And James is telling us as we grow in Christ, amen, we don't get the pleasure from sin that we used to get. He says, be afflicted and mourn and weep. See, that was a time when I could sin and didn't worry about it unless I got caught. Come on. But, but, but since I've come to Christ, there's no sin I can do that he doesn't see. Come on, somebody. And because of my growth in Christ, I can no longer get the pleasure from sin that I used to get. It afflicts me when I'm willfully disobedient to the God of my salvation. Amen. It, it makes me mourn and weep today. And I'm about to get ahead of myself again, but to show you an area that we all have to deal with. Uh, he says, let, you let, let, verse 9 again, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. As we grow in Christ. Amen. You, you will never get the pleasure that you used to get from sin. Because you will come to the point, if you have not already gotten there, you will come to the point where you recognize and understand that you will never please your flesh. Your flesh always will want more of whatever it is that, that turns it on. And that's what gives us a call to repentance. You, you see, repentance means not just that I'm sorry. Amen. Because most of the time when you're just sorry, my grandmommy said, I know you're sorry, boy. Go get that switch. <laughs> but, but repentance means I recognize that I'm wrong. And I also recognize that God is right. And, and I make a will decision to turn from my wrongness back to his righteousness. That's what repentance is. And by his grace, when I do that, he says, that if I confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. And God is, is not a man that he should lie. When he says that he forgives you, 
uh, he doesn't keep throwing it back up in your face. If you hear something continuing to throw stuff back in your face, know that it's not God. Know that it is the enemy. And the enemy keeps throwing it up in your face to try to cause you to become double-minded, wondering if God really did forgive you or not. Particularly when you go back and do the same thing over and over again. Come on, y'all. Amen. But, but every time uh, we ask God for forgiveness through repentance, he forgives us. And because of the, that contrite heart, amen, we begin to weep and mourn over our willful disobedience till he gets us to the point that that's no longer a part of our lifestyle. Come on. He says in verse 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Amen. That word humble means rightly submitted under the authority of God. Amen. It means a will decision where I choose to submit. Come on now. Uh, that humility comes from a Greek word, tempo'o. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Tapaneo. And uh, it means to make low, to be abased. It, it means to, to be ranked below others. You see, pride always wants me on top. But when I humble myself, and God says uh, for me to humble myself, or, or he will place me in position where he humbles me because he hates the pride that, that stems uh, from uh, uh, walking in my own will. That word humility means to, to have a modest opinion of oneself. In other words, he tells us, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. All of us know some people, none of us, but we know some people who always want to be on top. Always think they're right. Come on. That's what I was talking about earlier. Amen. And, and, and that's why we need the word of God to show us our areas because all of us have a tendency uh, to walk in pride. Uh, but humility causes us to behave unassumingly. Amen. Matthew 23, 12 says, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. You, you see, when we humble ourselves before God, he will exalt us in his, in his time. In, in fact, let me... Uh, just read to you another scripture that relates to that. And, and that's found in 1 Peter uh, chapter 5, verse 5. It says, likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Listen, that's why I made a decision just like you have a pastor, if you don't have one, you ought to have one. Amen. I have a pastor. I have someone that, uh, that I submit myself to. Amen. Because I know through time that anything he tells me is for my best interest. He, he doesn't have any ulterior motive behind what he tells me. 
particularly when he had see an area in my life uh, that I can't see. All of us got blind spots. Amen. Uh, it's called scotoma. Uh, all of us have areas in our lives that we just can't see. That's why we need godly counsel around us. Amen. I, I, can, I can see where you're wrong, but sometimes I just can't see where I'm wrong. But I thank God that I have some godly counsel uh, around me, that, that I know that whatever they tell me, and they are free to speak into my life. I know through time with them, amen, through spending, through developing fellowship, a relationship with them, I know uh, through their demonstration over time that whatever they tell me is only in my best interest then I have to make a decision whether I'm going to listen to not. But this is where I've come to. Amen. If one of my elders is telling me something, another elder is telling me something, and another elder is telling me the same thing, that might be an area that I need to look at. Come on. Even though I can't see it for myself, but I trust the elders, that word elder is not necessarily talking about someone who's older, amen, but someone who has as much or a deeper relationship with God that you do, that I know what they tell me uh, comes uh, from God, amen, and I need to, I'll be more, I should be more willing to listen to what they say because they've demonstrated themselves over time to have my best interest in mind. In mind. Uh, I'm in First Peter chapter 5, verse 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. That's a voluntarily, that's voluntarily placing myself under someone else's authority. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, Oh, that means sometimes I have to speak into their lives as well. Amen. And be clothed with humility. For God resisted the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Amen. Then he goes on in verse 6 says, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. I've got a relative that's unemployed. And he's unemployed, not because he can't find a job, but he wants to start out as the manager. <laughs> Come on. He wants to start out as the boss. And he's not going to find a job where he's going to start out at the boss. Why? Because he didn't want to humble himself. He, he already thinks he knows more than anybody else. And because of that, amen, uh, uh, he won't start work anywhere until he's willing to submit himself uh, to someone else's authority. Humble yourselves, therefore, in the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due season, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Amen. You see, when we humbly submit ourselves to God, God will begin the process of working in our lives to get us where he would have us to be. Let's go back to James chapter five. 
Amen. Uh, verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Out of mouth of two or three, let every word be established. When we humble ourselves to God, he will exalt us. He will begin to lift us up to where uh, he would have us to be. Amen. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. <clears throat> let me say that again. Speak not evil one of another, brethren and sistering. Amen. Quit trying to destroy someone else's character. Amen. Even if they're wrong. That's not your place. That's God's place. What we ought to do, particularly if we see somebody wrong, stop talking about them. Start praying for them. You see, because they are just like you until God reveals to you the area that you wrong, they're going to continue their own way. But, but God's going to deal with them in his time. But right now, God is dealing with you about talking about them. Oh, let me just share with you how sometimes we in the body of Christ can get real spiritual talking about folk. Oh, sister so-and-so, uh, uh, I just need you to agree with me in prayer as we lift our brother or sister up. Who, who is doing so and so. You're not asking for, no, for anybody to agree with you in prayer. You're just gossiping. <laughs> Come on. Amen. He says, speak no evil one of another, brethren. He, listen now. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother, speaketh evil of the law and judges the law, but if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. James is saying there's not but one lawgiver. And that's God. There's not but one judge. And that's, that's God. So you don't know all the information about why a person does what a person does. Amen. If, if you were to know all the information, you would be God. That's not but one person that knows everything about that person that you're talking about. And that's God. The other thing that I've discovered, when, when, when I'm setting, when I'm judging you based on what I see you do, I'm setting the standard for how God is going to judge me. I don't know about you, but that makes me repent. Amen. That makes me stop talking about folk because I don't know everything that person has gone through that has caused that person to do what they are doing, in my opinion, that is so bad. And what I've discovered quite often, uh, when, when, when I'm judging somebody, amen, I'm really judging them because, or, or talking about them because, in my opinion, uh, I see something in them that I ought to have. Because in the back of my mind, in the recesses of my mind, I really think I'm better than they are. Come on, James has already talked about that in, in chapters two and three. Amen. Come on. 
That, that's why this, this book is so vital uh, to our spiritual maturity. So he tells us again, speak no evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. <laughs> but if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. You are placing yourself on the throne that only belongs to God when you are judging other people. You see, because God is not through with them and he's not through with you. He, he's not through with any of us. So there, there are none of us who are what we shall be. God, listen, that's what keeps me humble. I thank God for where he's brought me from. But when I look at the standard and the standard is Jesus Christ, when, when I look at that standard and I'm honest with myself, it shows me how much more work God has to do on me. Amen. That humbles me. Amen. I, listen, in I don't know about you, but I want to be right. I, I want to be like the Lord. I, I want to be like Christ. And in order for me to do that, I have to be in total submission and surrender unto the Lord as he leads me into all truth. Verse 12, and, and uh, we didn't get that far today, but verse 12, we, let's close with this. There is one lawgiver. And you are not the lawgiver. Amen. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judgeth another? James said, who do you think you are? That God has given you the authority to judge someone else. I don't know about you, but it takes a full-time job to keep me straight. I don't have time. Listen to me good. I don't have time to try to see what others are doing wrong. Amen. I've got a full-time job trying to keep myself straight. Trying to stay surrendered. Under God as he began to change those areas in my life that are still needing perfection or maturity. Because none of us are perfect. Amen. And I've got to allow the spirit of the living God, the freedom to work in others' lives, just like he's working in mine. Amen. And, 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 and when we come together uh, in right fellowship. Amen. We place ourselves in position to God to, to use us to help both of us uh, mature in Christ in a spirit of love. Well, we're going to stop right there today. Amen. Because uh, I don't want to rush through uh, this book. There's so much meat in here for me and I pray for you. You see, because even as I teach, uh, Holy Spirit is dealing with me as well. Amen. And I thank God 
that he loves me so much that he uh, will, will bring those areas. In fact, scripture says, despise not the chastening of the Lord. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Amen. By the mere fact that Holy Spirit brings conviction uh, on our lives and areas that need changing is proof positive, it is evidence of our salvation. I, I thank God that God, he saved us like we were, but he, he loved us too much to leave us there. And he's using the book of James to help develop us uh, to where uh, he would have us to be. Uh, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we do bless your name. We thank you for this word today. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you take it and write it upon our hearts. Amen. That we can become better doers. And after hearing the teaching of your word, uh, we come before you right now, the spirit of repentance. Those areas in our lives we've been talking about, folk judging, folk. Uh, we, we see it for what it is today. Sin against you. We ask you to forgive us, Father, and put a, a guard over our mouths uh, that we may not sin uh, against you uh, in the process of talking uh, about others. Uh, we give it unto you. We thank you. For you said that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. May God bless you. May God keep you is my prayer. In God's will, we'll see you next week. Amen. Listen, if, if you have never made a decision to accept Jesus as Lord of your life and Savior, uh, you, you're not able to grasp everything that was taught today because you're leaning to your own intellect. Amen. In order to get everything God has for you, you've got to surrender. You've got to submit to him. You see, because sin can't stand in the presence of a holy God and sin has to be paid for. And there's only uh, two ways for sin to be paid for. Either you pay for your own eternal separation from God the Father or you accept God's provision where he allowed Jesus Christ to pay your sin debt. If that's you, just repeat after me. If you recognize, set aside your pride. We talked about pride today and recognize your need for a savior. If that's you, just repeat after me. Father, I come before you tonight recognizing that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I thank you that you love me so much that you allowed your son to pay my sin debt. And today, I make a will decision to accept your provision. Jesus, come into my heart. Fill me with your spirit that I may accomplish that for which you have saved me to do. I surrender unto you. And I thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's Bible study. If you accepted Christ tonight, welcome to the kingdom of God. We are rejoicing with heaven over your decision. Remember, if you have a question about tonight's teaching or your own personal Bible study time, we would love to answer them and help you on your spiritual journey. Be sure to visit newmercybaptist.org or follow us on Facebook or subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay connected. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Until next time, be blessed.